Hello, I'm Yasmin Metz Johnson. And this is Yasmin Bilkis Ibrahim. We are Why Swear, Swear Pod. Pod. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. We hope you enjoyed the last episode, um, Humble and Honest, the game episode. So, yeah, we thought we'd do something a bit different. And, yeah, we hope you enjoyed that. All so, right. Yaz, before we introduce the episode of today, I'll let Yasmin do the interesting fact. Okay, so the interesting fact is that we are a religiously tolerant country. Uh, Sierra Leone, um, the predominant religion is um, Islam, historically speaking, but we've become a very secular nation um, as time has gone on. So it's very common to see um, a Muslim woman married to a Christian man and vice versa. Um, yeah, so we, we don't have any issues like that. We, we celebrate Eid, um, we celebrate Easter, we celebrate everything. So it's really harmonious in Sierra Leone and a lot of people like that when they come here. So when you come to Sierra Leone, you'll feel right at home. Thanks, yes. Mm -hmm. And today's episode is Sababu and And Nostalgia. Nostalgia. So where do we even start with this? Ah, let's start with Sababu because mm-hmm. now Sababu and I is sweets for talking about. That's true. And <laughs> what is Sababu? Yes. So Sababu is the English word for Sababu is nepotism, nepotism. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, nepotism is when you uh, get something because you know someone. It's like what is the expression? It's not what you know; it's who you know. It's who you know. I mean, I think it's a bit of both, especially in today's society. But it is very um, prevalent. But what do you think it's more of? Who you know? No, in salon, it's more of who you, who know, you know. Unfortunately. Yeah. It is of more of who you know. Um, we have a yeah, your connection. So it's always good um, for someone who's um, starting off. Let's say you're an entrepreneur or you're a graduate, for example, and you don't have a job. It's always good to start off with like volunteering or something, you know, just so that you can increase your human capital, and through that, um, you'll be able to gain connections. Let's say at the NGO you decide to volunteer at. Um, they have a placement for you with time. So a lot of jobs, it's a small job market, and like one job, maybe 100 people will apply for at once. It's not possible. 99 people will be turned down. But if you start with volunteering, especially if you're already in university, like your first or second year, I mean, it's not a guaranteed formula, obviously, but the likelihood and the chances of you being employed upon graduation would be higher. Yeah. For the mere fact that you'd have skills. The and they fact, know you. Yeah, that you're known, you know, so mm-hmm. you could get referred because that's just the society we live in. It's a word of mouth culture. Yeah. Um, a lot of offices even practice that. Like they would have mm-hmm. um, jobs for like inside, internal, yeah, yeah. internal uh, mm-hmm. referrals or external. Definitely. Um, okay, so let's be real, Yaz. Have you ever benefited from Sabu in regards to your work? Of course, I think I have. Okay. 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? No, absolutely. I can't even lie. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, w- how do you think you got that connection? Was it a family or was it because you volunteered? Or, you know, how were you able to get this? Have, like, give us a more concrete example. Um, so what is a good example? Oh, a great example is my whole even knowing of Senegal. Okay. Yeah, so obviously I told you how that came about, mm-hmm. that my, um, I was looking for an internship when I was studying interior architecture in the UK, and I was from early very adamant that I wanted to do it abroad, I've always had a passion for travelling, um, but the places I was looking for um, surrounding the UK, so I applied in France, I applied in Spain, I applied in Italy, 
I didn't get any like referrals back from them. A lot of them would use the excuse, oh, you don't speak the language, so, mm. you know. And then it was in conversation, my mum was like, oh, I went to a meeting in Senegal and I thought of you, the architecture, the, the design there, I th- think you'd really like it. So before I said, mm, that is so random, mum, now, I'm not going there, but then, you know, as, <laughs> as things were looking, no one else was getting back to me. I was like, oh, do you know what, let me look online, let me see um, if there's any... Um, jobs in Senegal Mm -hmm. anyway so I found a company but the the family that I was living with in Senegal that was through a connection that my mum knew Mm. so you see I got um my accommodation Okay. Ah, okay. Because of that. The connection she knew. Ah, okay. You see, that's good. And Mm -hmm. look how Senegal ended up being such a lovely experience for you and in your heart now. Exactly. That's great. That's great. Yeah. What about you? Um, for me, I feel like I have loads of examples when I actually think about it, but Mm -hmm. that's like the most recent. Um, without calling any organizations out. So okay, I had just started my um tutoring business. It was. Just started to grow, maybe the first year. And um, when I first started, actually, um, okay, this is not much of an entrepreneurial journey, but let me go back. So when I first started, um, I was doing classes like once a week, like on a Saturday. That Saturday class wasn't pushing. So then I decided to um, cancel the Saturday classes after two months, unsuccessful. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can do private tutoring. So I just started advertising like, on Facebook, like on, um, there's a Yahoo group called Freetowners. So, um, you send like your services. So that's what I was doing. And then someone said, Oh, um, this NGO needs French classes. And I was like, "Mm." so when that contract was successful, that's what happened. Mm. All the other NGOs started calling. So, um, word of mouth is powerful. Yeah. And that is even nepotism. Sababu really word of mouth. Yeah. 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 Mm. Really? No, I mean, no, no, because someone can say, let's say for Ori, for example, I use Ori. Um, well, okay, let's say you use Ori. I, of course, use Ori. You use Ori and then you tell your friend Fatu, oh, hey, try Ori. That's assuming you don't know me. No, you're just oh, recommending oh, a product. Okay. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's like me having Mama Lou's Kitchen. I have my adored sweet potato chips. And I'm like, oh, okay, Marima, try it. You know, it's good. Assuming I don't know you. I mean, we're always, you know, the thing is, we're always brand ambassadors of someone's yeah, thing until we actually know them. Then you decide whether or not you want to be a brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's so when that contract was successful, then another organization coming, oh, hey, we heard that you did so, so, and so, come in for an interview. And then that's how that happened. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the interview was just a formality, of course. But yeah, I was already in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so I cannot say I haven't benefited, but the sababu that I am referring to that disgusts me is like the one, the political appointment. Oh, yeah. The person is clearly not qualified. Mm. And then because of Sababu, the person is appointed. That's the one that I'm against. Yeah, not these too. ones that the person is already qualified. You need to give them a leg up. Yeah, everyone needs to. a leg up. Yeah. But not when it comes to political appointments. No. Yeah. Because you have to handle the domestic affairs and international affairs of a country. No. That's not fair. And um, what is also not fair is like, you give a job, let's say I'm the CEO of this company, I give my son the job just because, you know. He's my son, yeah. Right. Rather and than giving rather someone, than someone who, who's deserving, someone who's qualified. Exactly. You give your bloodline, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah. Because you see that all the time. Like, oh, but now the boss is picking. We're not going to suck him. Eh? 
well, the, the boss's child is not doing the job. Yeah. So, um, no. So those are the two um, suburbs I would say, you know, I'm... What about, um, I swear, one, two of the brothers, yeah, the Bushes, weren't mm-hmm. they both presidents? How did that come about? That was... Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The father yeah. was president. Then the son was yeah, president. Yeah, so three Bushes. It's just two Bushes. Huh? George Bush. Yeah. So George Bush Sr. was president in the yeah. 80s. And then after him, it was oh. Clinton, and then it was George okay, Bush. Okay, okay. I thought maybe you like... think of Ted Bush, his cousin or something, tried to run in Florida. I see. No, mm-hmm. I think I, I thought they were um, consecutively. I forgot the. Oh no, no. So it was yeah. So it was Bush, yeah. Clinton, Bush. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what else? I mean, think? it happened in Haiti. It was Papa Doc and Baby Doc. And that was just because. I mean, he I mean was, it was it a democracy? So yeah, of course. So Papa Doc was president, mm. and his son became president. But this is in West Africa too. Togolese president as well. I think it's the son now that's president. So I mean, it happens even in in Africa. I mean, not even in Africa. In Africa, it happens. That is the order of the day. It's so crazy how your um, your being or just how you come up in life is so dependent to an extent. It's so dependent on your family. Do you not think? Okay, continue. No, but I mean, like, with... I was just looking... Being here anyway, I was just Mm. um, observing, like, a lot of people and what they do. A lot of people support their family businesses, and it's just like, wow. Imagine now if your family doesn't have that. Ah, okay, what do you have to say? Yeah, just people's statuses in general, a lot of it relies on their background and that's not just here no okay but yeah that's true yeah because everyone wants to create legacy yeah that's the thing so like yeah this family business has been in existence for 50 years Mm. who doesn't want to sell that story it's a great story yeah that's true i think the older i've become the more i hone in on legacy Legacy, same thing same i want something to leave behind absolutely Mm -hmm. um so i feel you uh, there was a point i wanted to make about um sababa but maybe it'll it'll come back to me um, anything else you want to add? Oh, I wanted to mention Vicky Ramo's post on Sababu, which oh, yeah, kind of did. triggered the, yes, um, this the episode. Yeah, it was yeah, our episode. motivation for this episode. It's yeah, a really good post called Five Reasons. Oh, let me not butcher it. Five ways and um, hold up, let's get this up. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe five ways uh, Sababu helps the young um, and unemployed, unemployed African yeah, yeah. graduates. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. But yeah, so check out Vicky Mo. Um, she's a blogger, Serlinian, so she has good content. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, I just feel like in Serlin, it's just more, okay, it's more prevalent because um, even simple it's things... It's so blatant here. It's so blatant, you know, yeah. it's just so brazen. Um, things that are simple, people will ask me because they're so used to saying... Or knowing that that's the way around on Asababu. And that's what I liked about Vicky's post. She was saying it's to the point where it's expected here. So people yeah. don't actually use their full potential nope, because nope. they're dependent on Sababu. Not, and it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't. It's something as simple as, like, okay, inquire about the jobs. Hey, but I don't get Sababu. To inquire, yeah. you can just call the number. You can just email. But again, it's a mindset. So... But I hear that a lot. I'm just like, but the post literally said, okay, for example, um, you know that there's so many scholarships go to China, whatever country. And like a lot of people are always saying, oh, I have to go through the ministry first. I'm like, why do you have to go through the ministry first? They're like, oh, that's where the scholarships are held. I'm like, no, boo-boo. Like, that's where the postings are. But you know all of you these things online. online yeah. but, but people don't, you, you were saying they don't use online other than to um, like social media. 
Like well, the, the US? No, no, no. Like the majority of um, Sierra Leoneans. Oh, they don't. Yeah, they don't use social media to like research look for jobs. No, no, or do research or just the internet. You know, the internet for like no. I'm just like, but why wouldn't you? you know? There's so many great sources. Like, for example, um, careers.sl. You know, they are always posting jobs and job search. But as well, they're always posting jobs. So those are looking for a job, <laughs> there you go. Um, at least, you know, I hope it can help, you know, um, because I do understand the job, the job market is tough. But, um, no, nah, the here is just like, it's on, it's on a different level. It's just too, too brazen. Yeah, that's Simple too things that, on it. you know, that shouldn't be, are. But it never used to be like that. I wonder. You think? No. Because it's like even what you were saying in the last episode, how um, for international posts, a lot of the time they would go to Sierra Leone's because they were known. Remember, this used to be like the Athens of West Africa. I know. So. How far we have fallen. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) How far we have fallen. But this is a good time to bring up um, nostalgia. It is. Yeah. So, um... We all know what nostalgia is. What makes you nostalgic? What makes me nostalgic? That's a good question, Yaz. Hmm. When I'm eating... Yeah, when I'm eating something that reminds me of something I used to eat when I was young. Like, I don't know. Like what? Lychee, as you say? Lychee is what? Lychee. Lychee. We were going to add this into the (laughs) game, but we said it. (laughs) Make me nothing plabber inside the game. But, um, no, it's lychee. Okay. Anyway, we'll agree to disagree. Um, I don't know, when I'm taste, um, when I eat foods like, um, I don't know, biscuits I used to eat when I was younger, that, mm-hmm. it's usually food that triggers, um, nostalgia for me, or a song, because okay. then it will take you back to a memory. I'm trying to think of one on the top of my head and I really can't. But what about you? What, um... Um, I think you have a good point. Yeah, I think um, nostalgia is mostly associated with like touch and smell. So for sure, like if I smell something that I used to eat mm. growing up, or um, I don't know, maybe I come across some writing um, or a book or something that I'm like, oh, this reminds me of you know back then. But ah, oh, you know what? I miss holding photo albums. Do you know, yes, hey. that we are the last generation that had our baby pictures taken via photo what do you mean via photo um like with a camera yeah like t- physical photo because you know since the um since camera phones came in mm-hmm. now like baby photos would be taken instantly on someone's phone right like we're the last generation that didn't ha- like the pictures were taken basically on a yeah, the disposable, the disposable ones, cameras yeah. yeah really yeah with the last gen because now baby pictures would be taken instantly on a phone. Okay, I understand. Yes, okay, okay. And, and sorry, I was thinking of like year. Okay, yes, I got you. Yeah. So um, not millennials, but what are these people called? Gen, Gen Z? Yeah, Generation Z. Mm, okay. Mm, Z. Gen Z? Okay. okay so. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go again. Yeah, so... Um, no, the photo albums, you know, I, I can go through my old photo album. And that's what people used to like when they come to our house. They like to check out, oh, let me see your photo album. So, you know, you have the embarrassing ones, like you and your sibling washing together. You know, everyone has those ones. Or you wearing, like, your parents' clothing. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, can we talk about the hairstyles in the 90s? Oh, my It gosh. was a rough time. Did your mom ever used to put you and Zakia in the same? In the my, same clothing? Same uh, everything. My mom used to do same 
Hairstyles, <laughs> same clothes. Oh. Uh, clothing, not so much since we have a, a six-year gap. There were some, like, maybe shirts or something. Um, no, sometimes, yes, for Prey Day, we would have, like, the same material. Oh, that used to bug me. I'm like, can't I stunt like the queen? I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think because yeah. uh, Roxanne and I, it's only two years between us. Mm-hmm, that makes so. sense. Yeah, my mom would always have us in matching things. Matching Spice Girl top, matching bag, matching... Oh, my goodness. No matching Westlife? Anyway, <laughs> moving sw- swiftly on. And uh, Roxanne was more Backstreet Boys. I was Westlife. Ah, you mm. see? Roxanne has taste. Roxanne has taste. Look at you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but definitely the, the photo albums, I think. What, what's your most embarrassing photo? Uh... <laughs> She's like, I'm not gonna put myself up there like that. No, I mean, I can't think post on the, it. I don't, no, <laughs> actually, I don't think I have an embarrassing. Yeah, okay. I just have one where I'm really chubby. Like you wouldn't even believe it's me. You were chubby? Yes. Oh, oh I, I don't even know how I to now find have that to picture. Look for this picture. Oh my goodness! Challenge I just, accepted. Like, I just look like a hamster. Like the way I'm just looking at the camera, my eyes, and the cheeks. my cheeks. I still have the cheeks. It's just yeah. So then what happened? Was it dance that made you lose weight or Uh, just growing up? I think just growing up because it was literally just that phase of my life. Three, four. Oh, that's baby fat. That's nothing. Then were you a chubby baby then? Yeah. Oh, that's why. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. What about you? What's your most embarrassing picture? Um, you know what? I'm fly, so I don't have any embarrassing photos. Yeah, I went there. Uh, Uh, You asked that question. I really believed you would have one. No, I I wouldn't say they're embarrassing, you know. Um, but okay, the one that comes to mind, some of the hairstyles, you know, maybe the bubble. I don't think bubbles is embarrassing. People still do bubbles, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think so. No, I think my photos were okay. Do you think people even have time to be nostalgic now? Because obviously, you you were saying how like, do you remember when people used to go to your house and that that would be the entertainment? Looking at the um photo albums mm-hmm. but now i feel like people are just so distracted you know and that's even when you go to someone's phone like, yeah you're on your phone and stuff yeah so there's so many apps like who actually has time to be nostalgic and i think you should you know you should make time yeah it's important too yeah it's important to reflect but i Definitely. mean there's so many distractions now like does everybody have time for it mm-hmm. let's be real yeah um i can't say i can't say but definitely songs as well. Like, oh, what songs did we grow up on? When I moved to Salon the first time um, after the war, so Dilemma was just out. Nelly, Nelly and Kelly. Kelly. Yep. Ah, Salon, we butchered that song. Wow. My, in 2003, just like you are butchering on the low, you're still listening to on the low <laughs> Guys, in 2019. It's a problem now. I it's, can even admit it. Like, it's June. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. We used to butcher that song till 2003. So 2003, I went back to the States. I was still singing that song. No, too. People have moved on to B2K and like, you know, other artists. Beyonce was now a single artist then. I was Did still... Did you know about Beyonce? No, you know, I like Destiny's Shelly. Obviously, obviously, I know about Beyonce. Yeah, no, but... I mean, like, did you know they'd gone their separate ways because you were here? No, yeah, I knew. I was so, so devastated. My mom actually, I didn't know at the time. Yeah, my mom came and said, oh, you know, Destiny's Shelly has broken up. I said, what? Yeah, but... What's your no. favorite Destiny's Shelly song? Okay, uh, my favorite one is Cater to You. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my favorites. I like Cater to You. I like brown eyes. I like t shirt. 
Like bugaboo. Yeah, bugaboo. Mm-hmm. It's out of bugaboo and um, and say my name. Say my name. I, I like say yeah. my name a lot. Oh, even Sam. I like say my name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but then I think I was in the states when they find. No, I think because they split finally two thousand four, two thousand five. But I know they started like no. They came back with the um, destinies Destiny fulfilled. fulfilled. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. So I think they had a break from two thousand and two. Like when wasn't it when Kelly did the whole Nelly and Kelly thing? I think so. Yeah. So from it was then, around that yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was in Salon at that time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was one song I used to butcher. <laughs> Absolutely. And I remember my first CD that I bought was actually Beyonce's album. It was uh, Dangerously in Love. Oh, yeah, with my own money. That, no, that wasn't my first. That was my first. That and the, the Usher CD, um, Confessions. Those are my first two CDs I bought. Everyone remembers their first. Oh, that's like a big deal to buy your own CD. I think it was Beyonce's uh, Me, Myself, and I. That was on Danger Stain. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was trying to claim that album was called <laughs> Me, Myself, and I. It's a song. It's a song. I don't know. Yeah, I meant to say Danger Stain Love. I mm-hmm. think that was my first one as well. Oh, twins indeed. Twins. Nice. Um, what no, else? That, that whole um, era, like the 90s, I just love. Like, that just makes me feel nostalgic. To the point that, yes, guys, for my 25th birthday, that was a theme. I did a 90s party. Oh, yeah, you said that. Everybody had to come as somebody from the 90s. I came as a little Kim. Yeah, wow. Was, of all was, people, you decided to go as little Kim. Yeah. So before bleaching or after before, bleaching? <laughs> come on now. I said 90s. Wasn't she bleaching? No. no. Well, she still had melanin in the 90s. <laughs> Dead. No shade. I still love you. Small shade, though. <laughs> Small shade. Um, what games did you used to play when you were outside? When outside? Mm-hmm. Um, or indoors, I mean, it doesn't have to okay, be. Okay, outside. But you know, we played outside more. That's why I emphasize that. Yeah. These kids are nowadays, they can play Nadu. That's so true, they don't. I don't see them all. We used to play um, Mr. Wolf. <laughs> the wolf remind me so it's like what's the time Mr. Wolf and then you'll be wolf. so somebody will be the wolf mm-hmm. there'll be um, I don't know a few meters ahead and then a group of you will be at the other end of the room and you say what's the time Mr. Wolf and mm-hmm. then they'll be like it's five o'clock and you take five steps and you say what's the time Mr. Wolf you'd all say it together in a chorus what's mm-hmm. the time Mr. Wolf and then they'll be like oh it's eight o'clock so as you're taking these steps you're getting closer and closer to the wolf until he's like what's the time Mr. Wolf and he's like it's dinner time when he says dinner time that's when he turns around to chase you but you have to try and like obviously you're trying to keep a distance away from the wolf right that's a major one that I remember I used to play with like my um, next door neighbours but mm-hmm. like you said do kids even go out these days so everyone's just on their like apps and mm-hmm. tablets and everything that's so sad and human like interaction is so important it is it is but not everyone has a phone or a gadget or you know something a tablet but one game that we used to play um because you know i had to, part of my childhood in south africa and in salon but the one that i remember in salon that we used to play was um uh mr blind man so all of these games mr this mr that you know but anyways it's okay. We didn't know better then. But <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Blind Man. Um, so it's basically like hide and seek, but the seeker is blindfolded. Right. That's it, basically. Yeah. So um, you're allowed to call because the person needs to hear, obviously, because they're blindfolded. And yeah, that's it. But you're not allowed to move in your your spot. You know, back then we we're honest. So of course, even if the person is right behind the fridge, they're not gonna move. You know, because that's the game. You have to stay where you are. But if the the blind person, the seeker that's blindfolded, if he or she calls after you, you have to answer. Yeah. Mm. So there was that. Um, that, of course, hide and seek, of course, is a big one. Um, 
I learned some salon games like um, balance ball. Oh yes, what well, we used to come here every December. You know, but you play balance ball. No, I was coming here every December from the age of what fifteen. So you can play balance ball at fifteen? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so balance ball is basically um, you can have more as long as you have more than three people, you can play the game. Then you can divide by teams. So you have two people that are let's say maybe fifteen or twenty feet apart. And uh, you have someone who's in the middle. So the ball is typically made out of like paper. So you have paper, then you wrap it in a plastic, um, and a, yeah, just plastic, and then you form it to a shape of a ball. So sometimes it can be really hard. Sometimes they use socks. Sometimes I mean, people want to be wicked. They can use like really, really hard mm-hmm. material. But typically, it's like paper. Um, yeah, something soft, and then you use the plastic for backing. So um, the person in the middle runs from one end to the to the other in between the two people and you're supposed to hit the ball hit them with the ball so if they run back and forth and they don't get to number 10 so let's say you you throw the ball they don't get hit that's one point or one so when they get up to 10 then they get one point i see mm-hmm. so that's how you so usually we play like by team so if you get hit before you get to 10 then you're out and of course you forfeit any points you could have gotten so yeah so that was balance ball uh, there was 24 rounds, which is like basically a salon twist on um, baseball. Okay. So you have like like the same thing in baseball. You have like the four um, bases. So one, you know two, we three, call four. that rounders. Oh, well then, yeah. So well, that's what we call it, 24 rounds in salon. Yeah, oh. so maybe that's what it is. Yeah, okay. so you have four bases, one, two, three, and four. And then the 24th base is in the middle. So like a pitcher in baseball. So you throw it to... Again, maybe you're 20 feet apart from the person you're throwing the ball to. And then the person has to complete the bases. One, two, three, four. You're supposed to get to the number 24. 24 is in the middle. Yeah, so that's it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so that was fun. And you said you play Accra? No. Hey, yes, we have to not sing. So Accra, I'm sure you've seen girls. It's mostly girls that play. Isn't it just like the hand? Not just hand. um, So... You you do like nothing, 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 and then but it's with your feet, so you're supposed to get the opposite foot. If oh you get the yes, same I've foot, seen then, it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so for those who don't know, so if you get the same foot, let's say you're you have to start from zero. That's nothing, and if you have identical feet, then you're out. But if you have a different foot, let's say I take out my right foot, the other person takes out the left foot, and then I can go to ten. I can go to twenty. So then yeah. So if you get same feet, then you switch turns. So, that yes. was fun. So you remember so many games. Yes, oh I do. Game. What did I even play? Apart from... Hopscotch. Hopscotch. Jump rope. Yeah, they're the obvious ones that I was going to say, and they're the only ones I can remember. What else did I play? Um, indoor games. Okay, that was like Twister. Mm, yeah. Explain your Twister experience. Because in the States, it's different. It's in a dotty. I never participated. I was, was innocent. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that wasn't actually a way other than, you know, it tells you on the board what, where to put your hand on the blue or the red or the green, mm-hmm. where you put your leg or your foot even. Um, you, are you a board games person? Like I like Scrabble. Uh, I like Monopoly. I wouldn't say you know, Scrabble. Monopoly is long. It's so long. And you ah, need the energy to play that. You need the but energy to play Monopoly. In, explain your twister. Oh, I mean, I never used to play twister, you know, being the innocent child that I am. But uh, people will play it and, you know, it would have, like, a twist to it, you know. So, usually they'll pit, like, the two sexes against each other. 
Um, yeah, well, you know how the Twister game are. wasn't enough. You know, exactly. The Twister <laughs> game wasn't enough. So, you know, I never played, but that's how some people would play in the States. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I like Scrabble. I do a lot. And Monopoly, but you said that Monopoly is long. Is there a Syrian Monopoly? No. no, they have a Ghanaian one, and a Nigerian one, one, which is so cool. We need one. We do. Like on the, what would it even be on the roads? We'd have like circular. <laughs> we'd have circular road. We'd have uh, the cotton tree, or some monuments. You know, maybe Bunt Island. Hmm. Guys, let us know what do you think should be on the Sierra Leone Monopoly. This is a good idea. We and need to also, market this. please let us know what games you used to play when you were younger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that is a good question. I mean, yes, Lou, bring him back. Who bring him back to the, the hairstyles? Come on now. 90s, it was not a good time. You know, none of us were pretty much natural. And we all used the fire comb. Hey, oh my God. who can relate to the fire comb? Okay, that, that's bad nostalgia. That, right there. Eesh, that was that so pain. terrible. And I was having this conversation with my mum. It's like, it's so interesting to see like her why? now with natural hair because... How um, how long did your mom have natural hair for? Sorry, how long... Um, when did she become natural? Um, I think she became natural about five years ago. It's oh, okay. recent. It's very recent. recent. Okay, yeah, recent. But I mean, like, it's interesting because I remember her when I was younger mm-hmm. um, having her hair relaxed. And then she went through a phase of weaves. And then she went through a phase of braiding. Actually, no, she didn't braid a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, the evolution's very interesting. Okay. Hmm. I think with me, I had my first perm when I was five, as most girls did. So but I remember, you know, vague things. That kind of trauma you don't forget. No. So I remember when the comb would be put on the stove. And, ugh. Anyways, my mom gave up and just it's permed crazy, my hair. It's crazy, though. Like, all of that, you didn't... Obviously, because we were too young, but you didn't know that was trying to... Train the hair. I just knew yeah, it was just a part hair, of the beauty process. Trying to a beauty, process, stand, you know? um, a beauty standard that we can't possibly reach. Mm-mm. So there was that. Um, during my... Let's say from ages 5 to when I was a teenager, like 13, what did I used to do? Okay, my hair was permed and my hair was long. Um, so I mostly used to do um, cornrows, Yeah. Or I'll do like the pineapple. Do you have a picture? Oh my days. I need to see. <laughs> oh yeah, just when I used to do basketball. Yeah, that was just like my go-to during basketball season, just cornrows. Oh, wow. um, but uh, what did I used to do? Okay, bubbles, yeah. I mean, it's not like I was in control of my hair. During holidays, or even during school. Because when I went to school in South Africa from grade one to grade three, it's not like in West Africa where they don't believe that you can braid. You're not allowed to braid with external hair. Wow. Extensions, yeah, because they say not big man. Did style. they have any? Um... But they didn't have, no, they didn't have those rules in South oh, Africa. Okay. I so I used say, to braid. Did they have any strict rules in South Africa? Nope. On Fridays it was casual day, so you could wear um, clothes. You'd pay like two rand. I don't know, that was like less. Than... You'd have to pay to wear casual clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like that's maybe funny. like twenty cents. Yeah, so it was it was really fun to wear casual clothes. So wear casual clothes. I even was cool because I was very tomboy, so I hated wearing the dress. So I mostly wore the tracksuit. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they gave us options, you know, back then. And, um, yeah, so my hair was mostly in braids. Like, the braids that you had, I think, before your your cultural appropriating hairstyle on your head now. Wow. We had, uh, really <laughs> had to throw that shade. <laughs> um, your Jennifer Aniston style, as you call it, yes. The Jennifer Aniston style. I had the braids. Even, right even though I didn't ask for that style. But it was cute, though. It still good on you. Mm-hmm. So I mostly did that, or I had long braids in. Yeah. Then I came to Salon. Um, you're not allowed to braid with extensions, of course. So, um, oh, sorry, I'm totally m- missing a gap. I came to Salon twice. The first time, um, yeah, just braided with my regular hair. Oh, we used to do the pineapple style. 
Oh yes, well, all the way up. up. Yeah, all the oh, way up. Like, so that was it. That's how I used to braid. Um, they said they grew here, so not quincy plant. So that, that's what we used to do. So they believe that you know braiding your hair up it would allow your hair to grow faster. I went back to the states, mostly braided in the states, yeah, because that's when my hair started breaking off. Just mostly braids. Came back to Salem for high school again. I I was in basketball then, so just my hair. Is was it down. the same rule in secondary school? Like you can't um, have extensions. Well, when you're like a senior, so like when you're in sixth form, they don't care. You can wear extensions. Okay. But I was in upper class then, and then went back to the states. So then, of course, just braided. But then that's when I started going natural. I went natural in 2010. So I was braiding my hair when I went natural because I wasn't confident to just rock the afro. And then when I had enough of growth. Then I had dreadlocks. So I have not had this whole braiding wahala for the past seven years. So what's Lucky this? you. <laughs> Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's above me now. Yeah. So I can't Completely relate. <laughs> what about you? Um, I had braids for as long as I can remember. I can't remember the age I was when I first relaxed my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at university, I used to do weave quite a lot. Okay. Um, I don't think I've seen you in a weave. You won't see me in a weave. Good, <laughs> good. We're that was that then, now. and this is now. That's, I'm glad to hear that. It's above you now. It's above me now. Yeah, that's good. Completely. <laughs> okay, well, I think I will do the African proverb. Oh, no, no, no. What about letters? Our last one. What about letters? Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so that was the one that you suggested. Oh, my bad. Um, I never used to even write letters. What? No. Maybe you never used to write well, letters. Well, at school, obviously. Yeah. But other than that... Ooh, let me say saloon. Mm-mm. So when guys want to... What, what do you guys say? Chirp girls. Like when they want to ask oh, a girl out. Chirps. I haven't <laughs> had that in ages. <laughs> when they want to ask a girl out. Yes. Oh, they, they, they used to know how to write love letters. Yep. I remember one. This guy. Hey, you, you are as radiant as the sun. All these analogies. That I'm like, hey, we don't get these love letters anymore. Yes. And then we upgraded uh, I wish to texting. People still did that. Why well, I mean, do they do it via text now? Do they? Do they? I mean, <laughs> not guys our age. Come on. I don't know what they do. Now. I don't ask my girls at Girl Up, hey, what does your boyfriend send to you? But I'm sure, but I think my girls say that they still write letters. So the culture is still there. Oh, that's good. Actually, yeah. I'm not surprised here because I feel like everyone in Sierra Leone is a poet anyway. So, yeah, they still write letters. But like, oh, when I was in the States, when we used to pass letters in between class, we used to fold it. And I think I should show you all on Instagram. So check our Instagram story. She but says, yeah, let's see if she actually does it. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> We're trying this June, our affirmations. But yeah, I used to, I'm just looking at it now. We used to fold it in like some very origami kind of way. And then we'll discreetly pass it so that, you know, teachers, are, you know, teachers be nosy. So they seize it. But um, has that ever happened to you? Like a teacher sees like a, a letter you're passing. I don't know. Writing letters in the states was a huge thing. Really? Mm-hmm. No, of course notes. People would pass notes in class, and if the teacher caught you, then of course she would seize it. But honestly, when I think of school, the only real like nostalgic thing that comes to mind are like gel pens. <gasps> and that was my. Yeah, so that's stationary more than yes, anything. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. We don't bluff that you pen. In Africa, we used to call them milky pens. So when I moved to Salon, I was like, yeah, these are what milky pens are. Look at me teaching for teach. I was like, yes, we're going to decorate our stationery. So look at me like, this South African girl. I had a South African accent then. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Me, me, me and my mom were just talking about that before. It's like, yeah. Like, I don't know. We're just, we're just talking about how I've not been to South Africa since I left in 2001. But I still consider it a home. 
And I was like, yeah, I haven't been back home like in 18 years, you know. I was like, yeah, you that had a South African accent. I was like, I know, I was a black woman. So you used but, to say, yeah, instead of here. <laughs> We're going to ignore oh, you. Back. I was back. I am back. <laughs> Sorry, South Africans. I'm black. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my goodness. Then I completely lost the accent when I went back to the States. Oh, yes. wow. I know, I know. It's so interesting how, like, kids, um, they can just evolve like that in terms of with languages. Like, one minute you have the accent, one minute mm-hmm. you 